When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Dawn was on a ghost hunt at a haunted LA Fitness where Brad was doing CrossFit all alone. <coughs> His squats opened a wormhole, and that's what led them here. The trap inside a magic studio. The adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley and Dawn. A Mike Ganger production. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Happy Friday. Uh, yes, the weekend is finally here. Um, and writers across the United States, they're bracing for the worst right now. You know... I think you were going to tell us about the writer's strike. I had forgotten that that was a thing, but you're saying it's like right around the corner. Yes. Monday is when they will um, essentially start striking if things don't happen. So what does that actually mean for a writer's strike? Because I bet a lot of people, other than the obvious writers on strike... Yes. What do we know? So they basically essentially want more money and benefits. The thing is, is that because of streaming, probably shocking to you, um, that things have changed so drastically. Uh, writers are used to going from like 22 episodes and residuals from those episodes of like network TV shows that, you know, they're being reduced now to eight episodes for things. And that's you know, less than half of what they would be getting before. And so since the landscape has changed, they want, you know, to be compensated in different ways. That's essentially the ins and outs of it. There are more points that are, you know, would be pretty boring if I went through um, all of those points here. But um, it affects everyone. It's like, okay, if they're making less episodes of a a network TV show, I'm just going to say Abbott Elementary, but that's a really bad example because that's a huge hit. Yeah, and I think think the first season we noticed, I don't know if it was the first or second, had like 13 episodes and then the most recent one, which I think just finished because I think we just watched the finale Mm -hmm. of the third season, right? It's on the third season. It was like 22 episodes. Episodes, which right. is insane for one season of a show anymore and it's it's but a network is- show right but but 22 used to be like that was the norm yeah for sure like you would start out writing if for a more. show and like your story arc would be um you would plan for that many episodes yeah. because that's a normal that would have been a normal sitcom season but now it's just like this is a crisis for writers. Shorter episodes, the transition into streaming, and this affects not just the writers, but if you're doing 
just in general, if you're doing less episodes, less people are working. We're talking about people that uh, paint the set, the the gaffers, the grips. You I don't know. even know what a gaffer does. Do you <laughs> really just, know what a gaffer is? Um, oh gosh, I just know gaffer go. tape. Yeah, so it's, is that it's people like electrical who, people. Oh, that makes people sense. That do all the electric? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, that it's from customers to just you know yeah. name it. There's and a there's ton so of many... people that go into a production that we don't even think about. Exactly. Yes. So they could reach a deal. As the contract expires on May 1st, which is Monday, um, it says, but even if only to maintain credibility at the table, both sides must be ready for a strike. And what's happening right now is that since everyone is bracing for this, you know, they may be picketing. They've already like had parties. They hold us. They've been making sign making events Wednesday. They did that. Um, And then also the writers are scrambling to get scripts completed because they're trying to prepare for, you know, when this has happened in the past, it's been like, you know, at least six months where they're not working. So they want to stockpile money so that they can be paid. Well, and studios want to stockpile scripts so that they have something to air while there's a writer's strike. So everybody's kind of doing their like ant versus grasshopper routine. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and so they're. You know, the managers are trying to, the executives are trying to hurry and give notes to all the writers that are breaking these scripts and not knowing what anybody is going to do once the strike begins. They also know that they're going to have to make it for lost time, like we said, when the strike is over. So the more that they do now, the better. So they're like pushing projects through. The executives are like, oh, I'm not going to wait a week to give them notes on this script. I'm like up all night making notes on many, many scripts. So it's almost like sort of abusive in a way that these writers are still trying to, you know, whether or not they might be going on strike. Yeah. It's like maybe some of them don't want to, but that doesn't matter because if you're in the union, you're going to be on strike. Well, I just mean that like the pressure that they're feeling in the lead up might indicate why there's pressure in the first place to strike. Exactly. Yes. I mean, when you think about how much streaming has changed everything in the way people watch TV, you know, how does it affect us? Uh, well, not as much as it did before, before streaming, because the last time this happened, we were all like, there's no new TV, you know, and there were a few like, you know, you had things like Showtime and HBO where you could get cable entertainment. But just for normal everyday people, we're like, well, we'll just catch up on all the things on Netflix that we didn't watch yet. Yeah, I think it'll be absolutely interesting to see if there is a strike, how this plays out, because to your point, <clears throat> the last time there were so, such fewer options. And again, I'm not an expert in the TV industry, so likely somebody could, you know, refute this sort of, you know, from a distance take. But it seems like the audience won't be as affected, which, you know, again, a strike, you would assume, is the last sort of opportunity to get what you want Mm -hmm. and you have pressure on your side, right? Like you have the leverage. And I wonder if, if there's less leverage now, if the audience is not clamoring, you know, if studios are like, well, we'll just run a bunch of, I mean, we've got these streaming platforms that are running content that we've had for 20 years, right? Like there's this dearth or not dearth, uh, the opposite. There's this like, just, you know, huge, huge pile of things for people to watch. Like, will people even notice? I mean, right. You know, that's, that's not necessarily good for the people that are trying to make a point in the strike, but it'll be interesting to see how it's different than the last time there was a writer's strike.
Exactly, which was 2007, by the way. And just think how vastly different oh, the, world the world is. The world is so different. Absolutely. Um, also, it's been really hard for people to sell new projects in the past several weeks because schedules are so uncertain. And the executives say they have uh, drawn up a strike plan. It includes packaging movies with scripts that are already completed and shifting to animation where the Writers Guild of America doesn't have much jurisdiction. Mm, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I did not know that either. So they're um, saying until that I read this the people in variety. Who do animation are not necessarily a part of the writer strike? Right. That's and that's like okay. Well, you're still writing a script. I don't really understand. But you know that there's more. It's heavier on the animation side than the writing side. Well, and maybe it's so. like you know, there's actors that are in a union and actors that aren't. So maybe there's you know the opportunity for. People and you, you that I think is what's interesting is people. This is an opportunity for us to all learn more about the industry. Like, I frankly, again, like I feel like we talk about TV all the time, but there's still so much that I don't know. And I imagine this is an opportunity for us to all learn more. And we're going to find out real quick Mm -hmm. where the weak points are in the industry because they'll start to show themselves. I wonder if networks are better suited or less suited than say like a streaming platform, but increasingly those are the same thing, right? Like the people who are network television own streamers and vice versa. So it's not as clear cut, like, right. You know, network shows will suffer, but streaming platforms won't. Right. Right. And this affects everybody. Like I said, since everything's slowed down, all of these people craft services, like nobody's working on new things coming up. So do, do you think, and if you guys are just joining us, Don is telling us about the writer strike that's looming and set to begin on Monday. If things go South, do you think that, what was I going to say? Do you think I've completely lost my train of thought on a Friday? It's hard to have a smart thought at noon on a Friday when you just ate a Mediterranean flatbread dog. <laughs> um, but that's exactly what's happened. And I was just thinking that in, this day and age, there is, where was I going with that? It had something to do with the fact that there's a fair amount of content. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, what are you most concerned about or what will you be watching for? And hopefully my thought will come back to me. No, it's fine. Um, Actually, what I'll be watching for is that not only are the writers striking, going to strike, they're also starting the SAG-AFTRA uh, negotiations and the Directors Guild negotiations are starting now. So that is going to be difficult over the next couple of months. Those are expected to be, you know, not easy as well. So what if you have a writer strike and then we come to a director strike and a, I mean, it's just, we're going to be watching old Cheers VHS tapes. before. Would anybody complain? And they won't be watching it on VHS. They'll be watching it on Tubi or Tubby or whatever you call it. I did remember what I was thinking about. I always do that thing where I'm like, hey, guys, this is what we're talking about. Shoot, I forgot my question. Uh, The bubble. I'm thinking to myself, you know, we did get to a point where it seemed like streaming services were just shelling out tons of money. So I think that the public can look at this moment or there was probably a part of the public that's looking at this and going, aren't we spending like an insane amount of money on content? Why are writers up in arms? I'm not saying that's legitimate, but I could see that that would be. A criticism, because I wonder if we're getting to a point where this bubble that we sort of had on content creation has begun to burst or it's showing its like Mm -hmm. stress points, because obviously, even though there's this tremendous amount of money going towards content, it's not going to the right places. And it's not going to people who are seasoned 
uh, writers. That's another one of the problems is because there is so much new content being created that um, the amount of people in the field have increased so much and yeah. they're all new, new level hires. So they don't want to pay the well, the they writers. Have, they, they don't, don't have, have to pay the the writers. People are wanting to get into the business. And even in 10 years, the number of working TV writers increased by 70 percent from 2009 to 2019. And um, that just brings all that fresh new talent into the business and newer writers they say they make a minimum salary of usually 4500 a week and a staff writer makes like 7500 wow. for entry that's insane so you're looking at I'm sure their they're cost of pay, living is different but they want to pay for the cheaper writers they're like okay we know that you did all these great things in the past but we're not going to hire you anymore because you cost us more money even though they're spending i just think they're spending a lot like a lot of other organizations in our world spending money in the wrong places well i, I was going to say and it also reminds me of other industries or i've seen this before again i'm no economist but you know you see companies spending more and more hiring but they're hiring more and more people with less so mm-hmm. new jobs are you know like there are jobs they're yeah. just paying less less benefits Mm -hmm. and so even though you're gainfully employed and you know think about if a studio came to you and dawn and said i would like you to write a script right i'd be like absolutely and they're like but look here's the thing normally you'd get seventy five hundred dollars a week you know you're new we know this is a great opportunity for you to pad your resume we're going (laughs) to give you fifteen hundred or whatever yeah i mean just honestly what you would have to you'd be like oh okay i'm gonna take what i can get and nobody would blame you for it and I know that that maybe in the Midwest seems, and you know, it is expensive to live here, but in California, oh, it's is insane, insane. Yeah, when you, insane. but when you, to your point, when you say seventy five hundred dollars a week, people are like, <gasps> yeah, and but that's because they're not working all the time, right? Well, and the opening price for a house is not one million dollars, which right. might be the case for a lot of the people that are living in and around Absolutely Studio City. Absolutely, it is yeah. for sure. Like. Um, it's just, it really is just so expensive. And, and you think, oh, 7,500, you're thinking all year long making that, but that's not what we're talking exactly. about here. Yeah, that's we're a good talking point. about people that are working on three projects a year and, you know, they're not making enough to even make their mortgage payment. Yeah, no, so. that's a very good point. Uh, you guys, we will keep you up to date, or I should say Dawn will keep you up to date with all the latest uh, should we find ourselves in a strike on Monday. But when we come back, Mike's got all the latest from Hollywood doing a dirt alert right here on My Talk. Talk website or app. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at your boat club. Life really is better on the water. Wouldn't you rather be there right now? Well, I want to have you imagine summer days on the lake with friends and family. But how about this? None of the hassle. No commitment needed, in fact. My friends at your boat club have a brand new trial membership just for you. Designed to get your feet wet. You get to know the water, fall in love. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. With boating and whether you have time for boating every week this summer or just, you know, once in a while, your boat club has a solution for you. Here's how it works. Check out their trial memberships today, only $19.95. It's got tons of options to upgrade. And the best part about your boat club is not only are they getting you on the water, they take care of the work. So you, you just take care of the fun. You show up, boat, and head home. It's really that easy. So check out their trial memberships today at yourboatclub.com. Is a my talk dirt alert. And it's time with the latest gossip from Hollywood with Mike and the Dirt Alert. Yeah, the biggest story that broke this morning is the fact that Ed Sheeran is already going on that huge mathematics tour. Well, it was announced this morning that he's going to be doing a smaller, more intimate tour called the Subtract Tour. And these are going to be taking places at little theaters and auditoriums in 14 different cities, including Minneapolis, where Ed Sheeran will actually be performing at the State Theater. We, oh, nice. Yeah, we got that press release earlier today. I was like, that's interesting. Oh, I thought it was, no offense to the State Theater, I just thought it was a mistake. You oh. know, Because it is, you know, it's not yeah. Excel Energy Center. Yeah. You know. Actually, U.S. Bank. That's where the uh, the oh, big one is going. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got the his show is going to be on August 12th at U.S. Bank Stadium, selling out that a massive venue. And then August uh, 11th beforehand, he'll be over at State Theater. So this is That's a cool. uh, yeah, it is. It's a unique opportunity for uh, fans to get an up close and personal look. Their tickets are probably going to go pretty fast though, because I think I looked before. There's only 2,200 seats for State Theater. So wow. Yeah. It's very cool. And uh, tickets go on sale if you are a verified fan through Ticketmaster, verified fan technology. You've got opportunity to register until, I believe, Sunday. And then the on sale uh, ticket portion will actually begin on Tuesday of next week. So, fabulous. There you Get go. Your tickets. Up close and personal look with Ed Sheeran. Uh, the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, has signed on with uh, WME. Williams Morris Endeavor for a talent agency. That is one of the biggest talent agencies in the entire country or the mm-hmm. world, if you want to look at it that way. I wonder if she's going to get back into acting at all. Oh, maybe. I mean, you know, it's not wouldn't be unheard of. She now because she had to give all of that up. I, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense that she would want to do that. Sure, especially when her kids maybe go to preschool. Yeah, she feels like she's got more time on her hands, uh-huh. for there, sure. There you go. WME, uh, they are uh, the talent agents for Ben Affleck, uh, Jessica Elba, Christian Bale, uh, Matt Damon. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. They work with a lot of different entities in a lot of different areas, too. Endeavor, actually, uh, the UFC, from a sports standpoint, WWE, they're all now acquired and all be, been partners together. So a lot of different uh, arms there of uh, Endeavor. So we'll see what... Uh, the Duchess of Sussex will do. The Duchess of Sussex. In that new relationship, yes. Uh, we found out today as uh, continued uh, reports and details come out about uh, Meta cutting back some of its staff, that they're actually going to be cutting all original programming from Facebook Watch. 
And that led, I think, to the end of Red Table Talks. Yes. Is that all part of the same experience? Yep, oh. it absolutely is. Jada Pinkett's oh, no. Red Table Talk, along with Steve on Watch, which features Steve Harvey, Big Chicken Shack, also Cardi B's Cardi Trees, and a bunch of other shows as well will all be done from an original programming standpoint. Okay. Um, you know, I, I thought Red Table Talk, I didn't realize it was a Facebook thing. Yeah. I thought it was um, a YouTube thing. Mm-mm. So. Yeah, well, and I imagine I, I the story I read said that they were searching around looking for a new platform. So I would imagine someone will snap them up because it's not like that show was not doing well. Yeah, it's doing really well. That's um, uh, some of the other ones you said. Cardi B. Had yes, a show? she has a show okay. called Cardi's Trees. OK, oh. excuse me. Cardi tries. I should reread that. Cardi's Cardi's tries. Trees. Is that about weed? I, w- I was <laughs> thinking it might be, but no, Cardi tries, apparently. Oh, so I'm assuming she just tries different things. Cardi does stuff. I mean, good for her. I haven't watched that show. No. I haven't either. Also, uh, some news and uh, more details out of this big story from uh, Hollywood. But NBC Universal CEO, we know Jeff uh, Schell was uh, out because of that uh, improper relationship he had with a uh, correspondent. Uh, in that deal of being fired, he lost $43.3 million in stock. Oh, wow, that's a big a lot of money. Gosh, I think he's going to be okay, though. You I didn't. Uh, I didn't really know anything about this, his behavior and everything that went on. And I, I looked into her and her long, wonderful career that that she had, and then her contract wasn't renewed. And it's like, um, this is weird here. What what's happening? Yeah. So, um, I definitely. And then they investigated and and found out the facts. So. Yeah. Hadley Gamble, by the way, is uh, her name. She's the international correspondent that had that uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So more details uh, coming out on there. But that is a a big time loss. Uh, A show that has a massive cast. And John Krasinski talked about this recently. He's got a movie uh, coming up called If. It's about a young girl who starts seeing everyone's imaginary friends if they would actually have grown up when they left them behind. Aww. You know what I mean? Like if you got an imaginary friend as a kid, and then all of a yeah. sudden you move on, they and got a poor the, imaginary friend. Yeah. Oh, what are they going to do? Move on to another kid? Or I have no idea, but I, I do know, know so. that's the movie he's working on. And the voice cast is, and it sounds like it says voice cast. So I assume there's a uh, animated portion of this if it's not fully animated. Mm-hmm. But uh, it includes Matt Damon, John Stewart, uh, Krasinski himself, of course, his wife Emily Blunt, Maya Rudolph. You've got Sam Rockwell. You've got uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Also, Christopher Maloney, uh, Richard <laughs> Jenkins, Aquafina, Vince oh Vaughn, God. Ryan Reynolds, okay. Steve Carell. Right. It's everybody. That's a lot. How much is that going to cost them? With all those big names. Well, jeez. He basically said this cast is absolutely insane. I know from a directing standpoint, I will never have a cast this good ever again for the rest of my career. That's oh. true. And an expensive one at that, I would yeah. imagine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you ask him to do more than one take? You're like, we can't afford you for this many hours. <laughs> yeah, so, so that you're going to have to do by it Sebastian. all in one. <laughs> or by Ryan Reynolds, really. They're all just recording it on their iPhone and sending him clips. I think that's oh, probably that, what they're yeah, doing to save that's money. Great. It'd be one way to do it. I mean, and, why not? And speaking of Vince Vaughn, he was one of the names on that long list. It sounds like a sequel to 2004's Dodgeball is in the works. Oh, I love that movie. Did you? I did not see it. I love it. Yes. There's no word yet if Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, or the rest of the original cast will be in it. And they're still in the very early stages of it. But all is known that uh, this will follow Vince Vaughn's character, Peter LaFleur, and his average Joe's gym. Oh, God. I know a guy who played the, uh, one of the uh, dodgeball teams. Oh, really? The, yeah. Oh, that's fun. I wonder if he'll get to be film. in the next one. I hope so. He works a lot. 
Well, you'll have to let us know. Hey, Mike, mm-hmm. thank you for all the latest from Hollywood. When we come back, we've got juicy bits of gossip with the names left out right here on My Talk 1071. She's a Bradley Donna, my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. It is time for all those juicy bits of gossip with all the names left out. Blinded by the item. It sure indeed is. We'll start off with this one. The only thing a in air quotes, relationship between this A-plus list singer and this A-plus list mostly movie actor would do is turn every skeptic into a believer. Every skeptic into a believer. All right. We, so we are looking for an A-plus list singer and an A-plus list mostly movie actor, both currently single. Singer and a movie actor. Who do we... That single. I, I mean, well, they, she doesn't... Or she... He doesn't call Celine or Selena Gomez an A-plus list singer. Definitely he? not. Okay. No. He doesn't really like Selena Gomez, so um, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. So, can you think of an A plus oh. list movie actor that he she's maybe been tied to? Oh, plus list movie actor, not Joe Alwyn. Nope. No. Um, in the past, they've been t- they've never been. I shouldn't say never. There was a story about a potential setup between the two that never actually happened. But now there's apparently more rumors and rumblings. Bradley Cooper? Yep. Oh! oh and wow, again, they're really the, trying to hook him up, aren't they? Well, that's the implication <laughs> from N.T. Laura and Crazy Days and Nights.net is that both of those two are uh, in the uh, you know business of those uh, of those contract relationships, if you will. Contract yeah, well, relationships. Well, so we much. talked about that, or mm-hmm. N.T. Lawyers talked about that for years with Arena Shake, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that the two of them had an arrangement. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, let's do another one. Alrighty, how about this one? Stick with me here. This A-plus list movie actor is not the lead in his new movie. This permanent A-list actor is also not the lead. The actual lead in the movie is an A-minus lister who is married to an A-minus list actress. For whatever reason, the A-minus list actor is being pushed out all publicly for attention for the, or for all publicity for and attention for this new movie. And uh, it is very heavy handed. Now, if the movie does poorly, they'll just throw him under the bus. Oh, boy. Is this a movie that is superhero-y or? It is not superhero-y. Okay, good. No, all right. Nope. But somebody's being pushed out in front who's not really the star. Okay. Or they're, yes. They're basically saying that the A-plus list movie actor who's tied to it is not the lead. The other a permanent A-list actor permanent. is also not the lead. The actual lead is this A-minus lister who they're pushing out. By the way, he's married to an A-minus list actress. And uh, they continue to push him out because if oh it goes God. poorly, they'll throw him under the bus. This is so much. We'll start uh, by just breaking it down piece by piece. A-plus okay. list movie actors that have a new movie coming out. Oh, God. Mm. That we've talked about. <laughs> we've talked that we've about talked it. about mm-hmm. new movie. Oh, oh, oh! Is this like a Dune thing? It is not like it. What? Oh. No, no. It's not like not like a Dune thing. Nope. Okay. Mm. Um, when is it supposed to come out? We are going to get. Well, people will get their first look at it at the Cannes Film Festival. That's when it's going to be coming out, or that's when it'll first be shown. Oh. 
There's like five movies tied to that. This is one of the five that are not going to be up for the awards. Ooh. I'm just going to throw out some Think A-plus of our, list Yeah, A-plus list actor movies. Uh, George Clooney. Nope. Um, Tom Cruise. Nope. Brad Pitt. Nope. Yeah, it was like A-plus list. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like it for me. <laughs> no, uh, Denzel. Let's say he's, uh, I'll give you a hint that in this movie, he's working with a, uh, a director. He and the permanent A-lister are both working with directors they've worked with a ton in the past. The same director. Okay, Christopher Nolan? Nope. Steven uh, Spielberg? Nope. Good Lord. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Actually, uh, yes. No. Oh, my God. He's no longer with us. Oh, Well, with AI, you never yeah, know. That's true. We're um, working through it. Yeah, There's only let's a few see. of those. Yeah, I mean, and I'm this thinking, is an A plus list director too. So, the permanent A lister is he um, a man of a certain age? Yep, that's okay. why he's permanent. Yep, Harrison okay. Ford. Nope. Um, Al Pacino. No, but you're very, very warm. Okay. If not Al Pacino. Oh. If not, Al Pacino, Al Pacino also worked with this director quite a bit and was also Francis tied Ford to Coppola. the, not to that one, no, but okay. I understand why you went there. Uh, <laughs> Al Pacino and... And who did Al Pacino also work with a ton? We're getting emails, Don. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Is this a Leonardo DiCaprio yes. project? Now we're going to get there. Okay. It's, I'm just thinking of like The Departed. Yeah, who was um, the director of that? Oh, shoot. Oh, this is a big name. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Come on. You can do it. I can do it. You have it. I know you have it. It's in you. It's not like David Fincher, Steven Soderbergh. No and no. Uh, oh. Boy, this is going to be a long time. I know, you're going to have to give me an, uh, so either another hint. So we have Leonardo or, DiCaprio. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio. How about a new movie? You guys have talked about I the know, new movie he's got coming out. But I can film festival is going to be first time we see it. Yeah, what? Give us a hint on the movie. Um, I can it, get there. I can get there. It involves um, space. No, um, <laughs> gangsters. Nope. Uh, murders of. Okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> murders of a weedy son. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> Flowers of, uh, flower, flower, murders of the prairie, killers, uh, killers of the prairie moon, killers of the flower moon, killers of the flower moon. You know who is doing that movie? No. Okay. It's Martin Scorsese, which he wasn't. We got there, but he actually wasn't even a part of the blind item. You still need the permanent A-list actor. Oh, sure. Um, um, who's also in that movie. Any idea? Um, shoot. With, with Leonardo DiCaprio. And has worked with uh, Scorsese quite a bit in his Dustin life as Hoffman. well. Nope. <laughs> and Al Pacino-y. Okay, we're going to keep just rolling on here. That is, um, uh, you talking to me? You talking to me? Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Not Al Pacino. Yeah, I know. You I'm talking to, to me? Join a blank here. Bob. Bob? Just give it to us. Robert De Niro. Yes! Robert De Niro, oh we God. got he there! He literally just we disappeared failed. from my mind. We now, literally just failed. Now, yeah. there is still the whole idea of the actual lead in the movie that's an A-minus lister who's married to an A-minus list actress. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get there. Jesse Plemons? Oh, oh never would have gotten Dunst. there. And Kirsten Dunst. Okay. There you go. Oh, we got shoot. all the way around. Woo. Apparently. You know, I haven't really paid that much attention to that movie. I know it seems weird. <laughs> it's a good but, book. Yeah. 
uh, filling in the blanks. According to NT Lawyer, Crazy Days and Nights, that uh, it is going to be or Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro will both star in that Martin Scorsese movie. It's not going to be either of those who has the lead. It's actually going to be Jesse Plemons as the lead, who many would uh, know from Breaking Bad and a few other yeah. uh, shows like that, uh, who's married to Kirsten Dunst. He is actually being pushed out that he's kind of the face of it. And uh, there's belief that maybe they're doing that because if it goes poorly, they can just throw him under the bus. Oh, God, that sucks. Yes, it does. Okay. There you go. That That was painful. Let's do an easier one. Here we go. It wasn't the 50 million payday he imagined when he signed up to help promote the course, but the illiterate A-lister did walk away with about 10 million for only two hours of work this week. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. That is correct. Also, I'm pretty sure it was more than two hours, but whatever. Anyway, it was Why really are you long. here? Thank you. <laughs> Why are you here? That is uh, filling in the blanks. You, of course, had that uh, self-help and that uh, thing that happened earlier this week where you could watch that uh, free and then had to sign up further on for more of the courses. Oh, that was a clear so money grab. Yes, it was a clear money grab, and apparently he left with $10 bucks as a result oh, of Gosh, you can get a great new bongo set. Which I bet he has several. Yeah. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do another one. Let's do that. Now, I know the illiterate reality star needs storylines. However, one of the guys she recently married is already married to a woman. Oh. This is not Sydney Sweeney. No, it is not. Uh, illiterate actress. Did you say illiterate reality star? I said illiterate uh, reality star. Uh, oh, God. Kim oh Kardashian? God. Yep. Okay. What? Already married. Uh, Already married. This is an ex of hers or someone she's dating? I know the illiterate reality oh. star needs storylines. However, one of the guys she recently married is already married to a woman. Oh. Kanye? Kanye? Ye? Bianca? But we knew whatever. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you're saying somebody else? You're taking the word married the wrong way. Recently. How am I taking the word wrong? Mm, I don't know, anti-lawyer. Let's call him up and say, dude, what are you talking about? No, it's correct. Married. Was it... um, how can you? Uh, is there oh, another oh, way you can Mary, marry somebody? Oh, 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 oh! This is uh, Chris Appleton, her hairdresser, and Luke. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. You got there. You got there. We actually heard rumblings about this early when we talked about those two and uh, their uh, fact that they were dating. But NT Lawyer was leading us to believe that it was definitely a relationship, or it's definitely set up in a certain way. Because now, according to NT Lawyer, uh, Kim Kardashian needs some storylines for her show that's coming sure. up. However, one of the guys she recently married, because she officiated that wedding, we yeah. found out uh, after more details came out. Apparently, one of them's already married to a woman. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow. Okay. That, I mean, that's how is that going to get for out? some storylines? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. I feel like that would get out eventually. It feels like a Jerry Springer episode which that we one, watched though? yesterday. I don't know. That's there's no detail on which one. I'm not really sure. Well, her hairstylist is 39, so it's most likely him. him. Yeah. Okay. And the, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Yep. There you go. All right, Mike, thank you so You're much welcome. for all those juicy bits of gossip. When we come back from uh, this break, we have to tell you a little 
one sad story about the late queen's best friend who's just been kicked the curb by her ungrateful son. We'll tell you why when we return right here on the website or app. It's Don McLean for Livia Weight Control Centers. Did you know that you can get get three months free from Livia if you sign up today? It's so true. And you can also lose over 20 pounds before summer. This is a doctor-recommended program. All of them are. And uh, they want you to lose weight the healthy way. They were voted number one in Minnesota. These are not fad diets. These are not things that you hear like, oh, it's the latest way to lose weight. No, these are tried and true nutrition programs from registered dietitians and nutritionists, all set up by doctors. That's why I love the program. I actually was reminded today that uh, protein helps you with sugar cravings. The more protein you add into your diet, it's all about that perfect balance between protein, fat, and carbs. So I lost 30 pounds doing this the right way with Livia five years ago, and we want you to feel great too. So give them a call, 855-GO-LIVIA. Ask about three months free when you mention me. You can go to Livia.com. There's a center near you. Uh, Join now and receive three months free when you mention me. It's a great offer. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. It's Friday already. I cannot believe that. I can't believe that. Oh, my God. That's right. Okay, so some of those blind items, I need to look at what's coming up at the Cannes Film Festival and see. I think we're going to see a lot more blind items if you just joined us. Oh, we did for those sure. and really struggled with one in particular. So we, could, we should just go to the festival. I don't feel like they're letting us go there, honey. <laughs> no. I love your optimism, but I feel like they're going to see us coming from a mile away and be like, near. Oh, you mean the French people? <laughs> okay. All right, so what's going on inside the, um, the queen had a bestie, and now she's being kicked to the curb. Yes, well, uh, exclusive, the queen's former right-hand woman, Angela Kelly, has been cut off by King Charles and kicked out of her grace and favor home. And now her phone has been disconnected, too. So I saw what? this story, and I thought, what the heck is going on here? I, and I've seen stories like this before. So for those of you who don't know, the queen had a, a dresser, an official, a royal dresser, that seemed like a fun job. And uh, it, that was her official role. But she was really the queen's confidant for more than 20 years. And obviously, after the queen's passing, that's going to create a change in role for her. Yeah. She's going to have to retire because... There's nobody to talk to. King Charles. Well, hopefully she does, but it is But isn't sad. there somebody else she can work for? Like within the... Within the... Um, somebody she... Well, royal, maybe... I don't know, dress someone else. But I feel like, yeah, no doubt. But I feel like, you know, she did her service and she's 65 and she probably wants to retire. And this would be a great transition for her. But at the very least, let her keep the apartment, her grace and favor apartment, meaning at the grace and favor of the sovereign. Let her continue to live in that space. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're running out of room, are they? No, but clearly Charles has other ideas. So she's got an Instagram account and I have not like checked her Instagram account. It's called agent high heels anyway uh in on her instagram she posted about moving i'm moving to the peak district i don't know what that is honestly i don't know what the peak district is just further on than sheffield so not too far from the family oh okay i know where sheffield is that's up that's in the middle that's like the midwest oh it's way up mm -hmm. okay I know because I had a boyfriend from Sheffield. What? Yes, okay, well, now yes, you're going to have yes. to tell us that story. Yes. How did oh, you right have now, a boyfriend? I met him on Periscope. Do you and remember what Periscope is? I do, it's but like, like... Yeah, it was like a live streaming thing where you could click all over the world. It was an app. Yeah. And then you could like go to Argentina and click on a little dot and it's somebody doing a live broadcast. Yeah. 
So I used to tune into this guy's live broadcast, and I started chatting with him and stuff, and then we... Did you, like, meet? Oh, yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Like you flew over there? He flew over here? Yes. Wow. Wait, was this while you were here? No. Okay, because I was going to say, I almost have some vague memory. No, maybe I talked about him before. If I ever mention, or if I I think I know a lot about England, that's why. (laughs) How long did that relationship go on for? Two years. And what stopped it? Um, Because he, um, he had a couple of kids that, like, he couldn't move over here because of his kids, and I couldn't really move over there. So you were just like, okay. Yeah, just kind of had to end. Oh my God, that's kind of sad. <laughs> kind of, but it's okay. He picked up a girlfriend real quick, so he's fine. Well, and you obviously didn't do so bad for yourself, okay? No, I did not. I'm perfectly happy. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. fine, yes. How yes. did we end up in Sheffield? Well, okay, now we know we why. That's how we ended up in Sheffield. Anyways, she's not too far from Sheffield, and... But in the telling of this story, she goes, my work phone has been disconnected, too. But hopefully you have this one. Looking forward to my new adventures. Are you? I mean, it is kind of sad because she said on her Instagram, she literally posted. Now, this is the woman who was like hanging out with the queen when the queen was at like New York Fashion Week or wherever she was with Anna Winters. Yeah. Fashion Week or something. I don't know. But they're like together. She um, on her Instagram stories was kind of like she posted, quote, I'm too old to worry about who likes me and who dislikes me. I have more important things to do. If you love me, I love you. If you support me, I support you. If you hate me, I don't care. And she talked about how she's getting ready to say goodbye. I am, quote, moving to my last home, which I will be able to call my home at last. Oh. Which is kind of sad, right? Don't you just feel like, come on, let the woman live in her grace and favor apartment. I know. I and totally. live out the best years of her life. She did all this duty for king and country, queen and country, rather. And um, she's she's also she's obviously having some feelings because she's posting things like I can't do negative. I can't be negative today. And like that means you're trying to get over feeling negative usually, you know, and I wouldn't blame her. Oh, there's photos of her like placing a cape that she obviously made onto the queen. Um, She says friends have talked to the tabloids, obviously, and they say that she feels she was treated badly after her loyal and devoted service. They say she became another victim of King's the King's property merry-go-round, because, of course, we've talked about that, Mm -hmm. right? Like he's been kicking people to the curb left and right, including but not limited to his very own son. True. I just feel like they it's because um, like what's the. The people that are really in charge of all this stuff, because we know it's not Charles. It's like, let me go through the list of people that live here. It's once the queen died, his people are like, because they're moving chess pieces. Well, you know, they've been moving those chess pieces. And they're like, yeah, we got to kick her out. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's going, she's going, he's going. So we can move in our cockroaches, you know, probably Queen Camilla consorts. Dressmaker. Cockroaches? Uh Uh-huh. Cockroaches? <laughs> I don't know. It just—it's just all oh, she's showing. But you little do pictures like of her garden. <laughs> oh, this I, is sad. I do feel like there's a way to do it because I get it. Like you're king now, dude. Like you know, somebody puts a crown on your head, and you're gonna start having opinions about things. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. But I think there's a way to do stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you took care of my mother for years, and who knows? Maybe Charles sent her a nice envelope with a you know card. <laughs> And some thing, but whose job is it to go? You're being kicked out. It, w- it wouldn't be Charles. I wouldn't like that job at all. No, but some people might like, take hey, delight lady. into it. Hey, in lady. it. Uh, apparently, uh, 
she only, okay, so I didn't know this either, but in this article, it talks about how she was recognized by King Charles in his special honors. However, eyebrows were raised when she only became a commander of the royal, see, I don't know what any of this means, <laughs> a commander of the royal Victorian order rather than a dame commander, as might have been expected. I don't know what the difference is. Okay. So perhaps that was also another slight. What does Charles have against this woman? I don't know. Well, maybe. Okay, so obviously she is a confidant. Mm -hmm. So maybe he thought she knew too much. That's probably what it is here, is that she knew all of... She probably knew his mother better than he knew his mother. How so? Because we, as we know from watching things like Downton Abbey and The Crown... Which is clearly truth, yeah. Is that the person that's dressing... Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I, because it's made known it's dangerous. is that it isn't like, you know, when you're the queen, you don't. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. feel like her closest family members were as close as some like of they didn't have the people confidant relationship. She did. Maybe he's jealous. Is that what you're saying? Jealous. And also maybe she knows a lot. Maybe like the queen the opened up. Yeah. Maybe the queen opened up about like, oh, gosh, well, you know, Charles is off trotting around with that who <laughs> Well, he's on a horse ride with Camilla. Wouldn't that be a reason, though, to like keep her close? Exactly. Or maybe it's a good reason to write a book. I'm just saying. And she could do that probably comfortably from Sheffield. Yes. With your (laughs) ex-boyfriend. Do you want to hook the two up? Oh, God. No. He's a hockey player, so probably wouldn't. Maybe uh, she likes sports. I don't know. Okay. All right. When we come back here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, Love, Death, and Robots. Don will tell us all about it right here on My Talk 107.1.